0: Hi everyone, Pastor Galen, lead pastor at Cheyenne Hills Church. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We hope that these podcasts will be a real encouragement to you on your spiritual journey. You can also connect with Cheyenne Hills at CheyenneHills.org. Hope you enjoy the program.
1: We are across the street and around the world. Cheyenne
0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to a kind of different-looking um, episode of the Shine Hills Podcast. I am obviously not Pastor Galen, and this and is... I am not Nathan. Right? I wasn't i was was sure when we first came in, but yeah, so this is Pastor Karsten Sween.
1: How's it going? Thank you. Yeah, uh, it's going well. Not used to that title yet, but
0: yep. thank you. So we were talking about the title because it is something that you just, at the end of last month... Um, got officially ordained and I wasn't sure if that was something that you wanted to be referred to, but I wanted to make sure people like knew uh, like right here when we're introducing you, like why am I listening to these two guys on a podcast It's like, this guy's a producer and he was around because pastor Galen's um, out of town and this guy is actually a pastor. So we got, we got (laughs) something we can, we know we're going to learn today. So yes,
1: I'm actually a pastor now. (laughs) How does that
0: feel? What did that feel? uh, That ordination was that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I've been a minister since I, you know, got out of college, I've had a really strong call to ministry, but to have that ordination, to go through the process with the overseers and Galen, uh, it's not a small process. And so just confirming again, God's call on my life, uh, God's call for all of us to make disciples, but to have the special privilege to be a pastor, to be able to teach and help in that way, it's super humbling. Awesome. Uh, I love it.
0: Well, and that's the, I think the word, the ordination, the word comes from the same, the the Greek word that is seen sometimes is to pick, to specifically choose, to oh, preordain. Right, right. So you're like chosen to represent Shine Hills Church <laughs> and that you have that um, theological knowledge and that ministry background, that ability yeah. to talk to people and represent, represent. So that's so awesome. But yeah. that's not your only gig. You're not just pastor, cool, extra pastor. You are here to be the next-gen pastor role, which has some very specific kind of focuses. What are some of those that you're starting off?
1: Yeah, so the the one that probably people know the most is Thrive, heading up Thrive and leading there. The other one is Grow Groups, which is what we're going to talk about today, which is so cool. So heading up Grow Groups in strategy, vision, focus, trying to give resources to our amazing volunteers. Obviously, it's not about me. Grow groups don't happen without our leaders, but I want to uh, make connections, get to know our leaders and resource them and and give us as much focus as possible as we want to grow and give more people that space that they can uh, join, be a part of, feel connected, find freedom. Like that's what we want. And then the last major focus is uh, is uh, marriage ministry. Mm. So uh, I haven't done much yet, but I need to meet with some uh, folks and hear what we've done and how they do uh, premarital counseling mm-hmm. and being an extra pastor to help with weddings with gay. Awesome.
0: Well, and being a little bit a more intentional uh, resource for couples too. So that's coming to a church yeah. near you. Um, I was, I was, I was really impressed when I first got to Cheyenne Hills about how much participation we have Um, the churches I grew up in, they had, you know, we were a smaller church, so my folks would meet for Bible study, but I think it was kind of like the one adult Bible study there. So there's, there's a bunch here. What did you say? I think like 30 or 40% of Cheyenne Hills are currently in a grow group.
1: That's what we think right now. Between 30 to 40% of the folks that are coming here are a part of small groups.
0: So what would you call a kind of a win? Like that first, that first goal mile marker.
1: That's a great question the long term win is to double that number oh, okay. to see anywhere from 60 to 80% of our church a part of a group and there's so many different types of groups they all have different affinities and and people are in that group based demographics, on demographics yeah yeah demographics or or choice or location or age so i like that word affinity it's like different affinities yeah. tons of groups um uh, but yeah i don't know i i i've thought about that like one year from now maybe to get it up to 50, 55%. I don't know. It it really, it's going to depend on our leaders. It's going to depend on new leadership. That's a big thing for us going forward is we need more leaders. Uh, We need new groups so that people can find that space to connect.
0: Awesome. And I know you said you were looking at, uh, you said already, like resources and communication and all that kind of stuff. So that's awesome to hear. So I have a, a, like a quick thing about, for me, um, the importance of grow groups that I was looking at was um, when I first got here. Um, like I said, I didn't grow up. I had we had kind of a youth group, and there was like eight of us okay. growing up, and so I never had had that kind of outside of Sunday church community. Okay. Um, but then when I first got here, um, Evan Grubel, who was actually a graphic designer that I work with, he was the leader of the kind of the young adults group, like the okay. eighteen to twenty five kind of group. For a first little while, that was cool, just to kind of be around people and that was new yeah. but especially once i got married my wife and i got invited to this group of people who would, it's um married couples okay and they're everyone from like i think uh pre-30s to a married couple who's been married for like 45 years and so awesome. we're going yeah. through a lot of the same material and but to hear the responses to bible material from people who are in all different stages of their walk with yeah. christ different stages of their walk with one another as a couple and that's just one example like you said mm. there's all sorts of that's an affinity that's, that's right, why, and I did not realize how much more special and more thoroughly I was going to get um, out of getting to know God better and getting to know my fellow Christians better. Yeah, um, the big thing that we came to mind that I think you have queued yeah. up to read here yeah. actually was uh, Hebrews uh, 10, starting in 24, about like the imp- when they're setting up the church, like the importance of being together.
1: That's right, yeah, and this is not a suggestion. So, yeah, here, uh, what Paul says is, and let us. Oh, I'm going to go back to 24. Paul says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now the day of his return is drawing near. That's and so, and so I love that. I would love to hear uh, Pastor Galen's take on this verse. I know that means Sunday, but yeah. I I would feel that means we need more than just a Sunday gathering. Yeah, yeah. And so I think what we are thinking is like that verse applies too as well to grow groups because, I, I, you know, Alex and I have been there where, you know, you can come in on a Sunday and you can slip right out and, and you know, go on to the next thing with your day mm-hmm. and good things, bad things, whatever, get distracted. It's easy to forget about the message and yeah. maybe God had something for you. Some of our grow groups process yeah. the sermon. They ask yeah. good questions of the sermon. How do we apply the sermon? So I love that. It's taking, you know, maybe inspiration on Sunday, you get into a grow group and now you have this small space to talk about what does it mean for Carson? What does it mean for Casey? Mm -hmm. Our jobs, what we're going through, and how do we apply it?
0: And that's a big thing that I've noticed. A a terminology that my group likes to use is doing life together. We're not just I don't want to put these two things together, but you know, when you all go to the movie and Mm -hmm. it's kind of a corporate experience, but you're not really interacting as much. Mm -hmm. Like, so a lot of people might have that thing, especially if you've got kids and stuff, you're getting in here, you're getting them checked in, you make it in barely like right at the end of the uh, call, the worship song, uh, and just in time for the welcome and whatever. And then maybe when you get out, you got, you know, lunch with grandma later. So you got to go get the kids and and bounce out and you don't get that chance to really like commune with other Christians and hear what's going on in other people's lives and have other people hear what's going on on in your life and be able to, you know, be Christians living a Christian life together, which you get in those group groups, really being around other people.
1: That is such an amazing point. Sunday is very much designed to bless and serve and give the people that are sitting in the seats, mm-hmm. what God has for them and what they yeah. need. But it's it's about receiving. It's not necessarily a giving or, or a relationship. So mm. in a grow group, it's not just what Karsten needs. Yeah. It is hearing what Casey mm. needs. And I can pray for you and I can help you and I can serve you. Or I mm. can just listen to your story and be like, man, that's hard. Yeah. I'm so sorry. You know, and just to have someone to share your story with is awesome.
0: Even just being able to say, I'm having this, I'm having this struggle right now, and that's it. Like That's I'm it. having this struggle right yeah. now, and and to know that other people hear me, other people see me, other people mm-hmm. who are looking through a Christian lens, and maybe they don't always because you know we learned from Job that you don't always need to give advice because, um, <laughs> his but his three friends, <laughs> his three friends, you did something so, wrong, Job. You yeah, you must it up. you must be really sinning bad if that if yeah. you're having a hard time at your work right now, but um, but anyway, like, but you can be around people, but you do have those times where someone, like I said, this this married couple who's been married together for 43 years would say. I remember when there's something like that happened, like there's oh, yeah. wisdom, there's other there's other people to be around and they're gonna give you, um, hopefully speak to you from that Christian worldview and not just mm-hmm. like your coworker who maybe is like, Oh, you should just I don't know, punch him in the face. I don't know what yeah. give you well, some bad and then, advice.
1: And then think about this too is that like Sunday in our corporate gathering when we're in the, yeah. the sanctuary, like that's not a family dynamic. Again, it's it's yeah. it's being able to worship God and receive his truth and tons of family dynamics happen before and after service. Oh, yeah. But in grow groups, there's that family element. It's yeah. small enough you get to know each other. What you like, what you don't like, your your hurts, your you know habits that maybe are good or bad, and or you know, and it's not all negative stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. our group no, we no, have no. a ton of fun, oh, yeah. and we do this model we call gather and scatter. So <laughs> like gather is when we process the sermon, but scatter is like we'll just go have fun. Whether it's like going and doing axe throwing together, or we went and watched the Jesus Revolution. The guys
0: did. I knew you'd done that before. Oh yeah, axe throwing. We, we, axe story. i had to be a, okay
1: coming off of what galen said about adoption this uh last week mm. and then you and i processed that for our other uh, podcast that we just started called the companion, companion, podcast. companion podcast so we talked about adoption family that creed that we read at the end that packer put up there it said that every christian is my brother and that hit you hard yeah, it's like yeah. This is our family, and, and and I said, look, you know, we don't have the resources, the time, the space, the the maybe the money or whatever. We can't help everybody, but we can pray for a lot of people. And so, when you're in Grow Group, you're in this family dynamic. It's small. You get to know each other. You can pray for each other. It's just different than coming in on Sunday and sitting with hundreds of Christians and worshiping, which is amazing. Yeah. But it's, grow Group's different. It's awesome.
0: Yes, and the, and all of it's important. Um, I think you were telling me the other day about um, when you were when you were in in sports, like you all got together and you have a team practice. But if you all went home after that and and didn't see each other again until the next Saturday in your case instead of Sunday, like what what would that look like?
1: Yeah. Thanks for setting this up. So uh, bear with me, guys. Another football analogy, but that's my come from. So uh, you have practice and you practice and you practice and you practice to play a game. So that's an interesting flip on life. Where do we practice so that when we're put in the game, Mm -hmm. we're putting in the moments where we need to make the right decisions to honor God and bless people. Where do we practice so that we can play well? But one thing we talked about with grow groups or like the Sunday gathering is think about the meetings. So there's practicing on the field, but we also practice a lot in just meeting room space. Yeah. And every week when I played for the University of Wyoming, every week we would have a big team meeting with the head coach. Mm. And we would get some of the big ideas or correction or encouragement or some big strategy. Yeah. But it wasn't like that was the only meeting. Like, oh, great, met with the head coach, like, let's go. See you later. Yeah, see you later. No, it was head coach, big level stuff. Then it was meeting with the offense and getting down more into some details. And then it was tons and tons and tons of quarterback meetings where it was specifically our position, what we needed to do to help the team to win. Mm -hmm. So think about that with with church. Like Sunday is so important, this big corporate gathering. Mm -hmm. And, yes, you have time to meet with some people and connect in the lobby. Or whatever space, but grow groups feels like that offensive meeting or the team room, like, like QBs. It's like, for instance, some of our grow groups are like men or women only. That seems like a a position meeting. It's like, all right, as dudes, we can talk about some really specific things that I'm not going to share if it's a different type of group, if it's bigger, if it's a, you know, mixed gender, uh, so stuff like that. Like we have different groups, different affinities that allow people to get that specific. Yeah. But no matter what, I feel like it's an offensive meeting where it's smaller and it's very specific.
0: Yeah. Well, and then we have things like uh, men's breakfast we have. Yeah. And then we have coffee we with mo- coffee with Jesus that That's right. the, the women have. And mops. And mops. And uh, men and We have and a
1: grandparents group. Oh, so, really? age base,
0: yep. Grandparents, we have young adults, um, yeah. and then we have um, like organizations like men and women's crucible and stuff like that. Like you said, the, there are all these different levels, but yes. they're all important because they pour into us in different ways. Yep. And it's that iron sharpens iron. I couldn't remember where that was from. I'm pretty sure it's a proverb, but I know it's an Old Testament. Yep. Iron sharpen sharpens iron. Let's see and if so one, one man the types. <laughs> you know, sharpens another. You know, being around each other and and so as many different kind of edges you can be around, the sharper you're going to be. Proverbs and I think
1: Proverbs 27. Seventeen. Thanks, proper. Google.
0: I'm, thanks, Google. I'm getting better at this remembering where stuff is from, though. But <laughs> yep. it's not just, a, It's not you know, you go through and we get poured into here. Yep. But then I'm going to go hang out with all my brothers. And then I'm going to go hang out with my brothers and sisters in my group. And then I might have, like you said, that small one-on-one. I'm sure you probably mm-hmm. had, um, like, another QB who, like, outside of the meeting, you guys hit up lunch and or stuff like that. Like, all of these different oh, yeah. places that we meet are important to building us up and solidifying ourselves, helping us um, you know, check that armor of God, like let me come by and make sure that you're, mm-hmm. you know, that your belt's on tight and that your helmet's on straight and stuff like that. Yeah. Because when we're by ourselves, what else happens? Mm-hmm. You know, we might we not not realize like there's a side of our lives that we're really letting you know, uh, yeah. you know, Christ or the Holy Spirit kind of dwindle, like in in yeah. our work life or something else. And if you're not around other Christians, like there's no one will notice that. There's no one there to help you out, mm-hmm. and and vice versa. Yeah, that's it. Like, that.
1: It's it's for you. Yeah, but you're needed. Yeah, it's also for you to serve, for you to be there to advocate, to maybe chip in uh, your experience or maybe you have some advice. Uh I love those groups that have a mixed ages or Mm -hmm. maybe mixed stages of life because then you can um you can say (laughs) i remember that and you know that's you know you want to tread lightly where it's like i'm not going to tell you what to do but in my experience this is what happened and you know I, i hope that you figure it out.
0: Yeah. It's been fun. As, as I'm right at I'm right at 40. So I'm like right in that spot where I've got people that luckily there's plenty of people older than me who can be like, oh, yeah, I remember something like when yeah. I was your age. I remember going through something like that. But then there's someone else I can turn around and they're saying I'm going through something. I'm like, oh, I remember when I was 27. Yeah. I was going through that, too. And so we all can have a chance to be uh, uh, Tom Harmson, who is actually one of my group leaders, has this, had this thing. He says, you should always have a Paul and always have a Timothy in your life. All right. like you'd always have someone who's like pouring into you and who you're learning from and always someone who maybe you're helping and pull up in their walk too. And so that's the kind of thing you
1: can find in these. I've got one for you, right. Rick Warren, Rick Warren, um, who uh, wrote the purpose driven life. He said this, uh, you should have dead role models Ooh. and living mentors. He goes, oh. cause you want to know how they finished. Oh, and I was like, dang dead role models. <laughs> And living mentors, you need someone pouring in, but you also want to have people that finished well, that didn't blow up their family Mm -hmm. or have some sort of a scandal. I don't know. I I was like, dang.
0: that Those fly in the ointment that might ruin the fact that you've been using that ointment for so long. You're like, oh, that's bad now. Well, and one of the things that we're talking about is – is for girl groups and a lot of girl groups do a lot of different things, but I know um, there's a handful of girl groups at least who tend to follow the, uh, sermon, the, the current sermon series, whatever it is. Sometimes they'll just jump in for that series because it happens to speak to, uh, you know, where they're at or, or where their group is. And some people just make a habit of, they just kind of follow what's going on on Sundays. And mm-hmm. to that end, we actually got the crazy the idea. Well, you got the crazy idea. I'll give it, credit where credit's due mm. of having something that the grow group leaders especially, but honestly anyone who wants to come and take another deeper, um, deeper bite out of that week's message that we're doing, and that's that companion podcast. You want to talk about the kind of your thought behind that, what your what your goal is, uh, and and who you really want to be able to make a resource out of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The inspiration, um, there's nothing new under the sun. Uh, we went to a a very large church in California. It wasn't Rick Warren's, but a different one. And, and the pastor had a show called the debrief. And, and so it was taking, it was debriefing the message and he would answer questions, but sometimes he would expand on uh, the topic or he'd have guests, uh, that would come in. And so I just loved it, you know, and then if you've had a chance to teach, Uh, or be a presenter, you know how much time it takes to get ready to present, to teach. And same thing for preaching. There's so much study. I I would take a guess that on average, there's probably like 20 hours of prep that goes into a message. And the thing that hit me was like, we don't want all that prep and what what God does on Sunday and for it to just evaporate by Tuesday, you know, Monday night, you know, Tuesday morning, you're like, What was the sermon about? So In the video, we
0: called it stuff that ends up on the cutting room floor. Like, I only have 35 minutes to talk. I was even talking to Keith uh, Keith Kautz, who's doing this week's uh, message. He said, I've got something I'm not sure it's going to make it in. I said, well, funny thing, what are you
1: doing at 1230 on Sunday? So if you (laughs) want to hear that extra story. So that that was a thought. So companion, it can be a space where... Uh, something that didn't make it on Sunday. Uh, We have a space to share that story or share that insight, but I think a lot of them are going to be you and I saying, man, what about this message uh, hit us, uh, you know, us processing. But the like the last couple that we've done has been coming up with questions for Grow Group. Yep. So the whole thing is like we don't want the, the sermon to evaporate by Tuesday. But to take uh, the message, Ours are, it's our companion podcast is about 15 minutes, and yep. we just want to ask great questions of the message in my heart as a pastor is application. Yeah. Like I don't want to just talk about it. I don't want just head knowledge. It's like, how does this make me think and behave and have habits like Jesus? Yep. And so that that's my heart for the Companion Podcast is that we just help extend the sermon and that if it gets into more mm. application, I say that's a huge one.
0: Awesome. And then that gives you it, you listeners or you viewers like an extra opportunity to take something maybe you hadn't thought of yet or yeah. take something, like you said, instead of, you know, you walk out of there, hopefully just filled to the brim on Sunday, but we know by Wednesday, your tent, your tank might already be getting sure. halfway empty or so like come back check this out and you'll be able to uh, to find questions that maybe get you to dive deeper we, we've been tackling and going a little bit further into some of the um scriptures that they're using and stuff like that so yeah but we hope that grow group leaders because that comes out on t- on tuesday mornings yep um and so that that should give most grow group leaders plenty of time to check it out or even encourage your grow group uh, themselves to look at it and then think about those sure. things and say we're going to talk about this question so you probably ought to check this out and again we make it 15 minutes so they have plenty of time to you know it doesn't take up a big chunk of your day it's a drive to work
1: no and it's obviously all this is it's optional resource so I'm not saying you have to ask the questions that we come up with, but it's just a, I mean, you and I always have fun. So it's like we have fun, but we're trying to get in and be like, man, what does this look like in our lives or or maybe for other people? We're just thinking through that space. And like I said, for me, it's application.
0: Absolutely. Well, Um, I think that's going to wrap us up. We're right at uh, 20-some minutes, and that's where we want to shoot for for this podcast. Thank you, Pastor Carson, for being here today. (laughs) It's been awesome. We know uh, they're actually getting ready for the big um, graduation party tonight for Thrive. That's right. Graduation
1: celebration tonight. Awesome. We're going to cook up like... Eighty hot dogs and hamburgers. Oh, it's gonna be amazing!
0: Is that for that's for all of Thrive, right? Or is that just for all of
1: Thrive seniors and then the seniors' parents?
0: Seniors' parents. All right. Well, if I get it get this out early enough, like I want to, um, that'll be here at the barn at six thirty. I know things about the church. Six (laughs) thirty. All right. Thanks so much, everybody. Thank you for joining me, and thanks
1: for Austin. And see you next time. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Bye, guys.